welcome to unwanted football opinions and this is uh, the last one of our let's talk series at least the last one that we have planned and we'll be covering ac milan today with obviously a special emphasis on the man himself zlatan ibrahimovic and uh, let's get down to it so uh, in the format that we always have let's talk about their past performances and see how they have been doing so far jitu would you like to go over that or should i to the owner Yeah, I think yes. Uh, AC Milan have to got to their best start in almost ten uh, years, I guess. Almost ten yeah. years. At least since the last six, seven years, definitely. Since I have started like following other leagues too. Yeah. Since two thousand nine, I think last time they won the league. Uh, that is uh, so long back. That this is the best start since that, and they have they are still. Uh, I think. Uh, I think they are the uh, other than Sassuolo. I think they are the only unbeaten team that to yeah. draw only one game last game. Yeah, their la- last game was the draw, and they are on top of yeah. the league so, comfortably with two points. So, and above that, uh, excluding the last two games, all other games they uh, got clean sheets also. So basically, they only considered four goals in the process till now. So uh, <laughs> nobody expected this actually. Nobody expected this. uh people thought the last seasons uh, that second half form would draw out and uh, it will be poor again but they just uh, started where they left off and if they are able to continue this we might it's a possibility we might see given juventus are in horrible form right now they haven't managed to win a single game to be honest because the only three points they got are uh, from that uh, awarded because napoli didn't show up for the game Yeah, exactly. So it was basically a walkover, and that's the only thing that they've got. Let's not. <laughs> yeah, let's not go into Juventus and that whole thing at all. But yeah, Pirlo has been a little off color, but let's let's not just go into that at all. So yeah. their past performances, at least let's talk from since uh, the return from the lockdown, they have actually yeah. uh, not put a foot wrong in my opinion. But again, it's only my opinion. Yeah. uh and like they did make a very powerful comeback from whatever position they were in to finish in a europa league spot if i'm not wrong and yeah they, they were out they were first half they were out like nobody expected them to even reach uh, top 7 or top 8 because that horrible start they got and the big part is that almost all their wins in the second half came against big big teams they beat juventus of all people and they put up a good fight with inter also like all big teams they had to beat to finish in sixth that is the highlight of that uh, last season and their last game they bet their other team the team which they share their stadium with and i'm not going to say it was convincing or brilliant or anything of that sort but it was a win all the same and our man zlatan with his brace again Like uh, last season, he said when the season was coming to a close that if I was there, we would have won the scudetto. And uh, look, looks like he's living up to his word. Though, Sorry, Milan last won the scudetto when Zlatan was still playing for Milan. You know that. I just I just checked it up uh, now and uh, I saw this. Yeah, so the last time Milan won the Scudetto was when Zlatan was playing for them, 
then we know what happened uh, psg came in uh, they bought to call those players out i think many of those uh, milan players they took off and there begin from there onwards it is just a sinking ship they just went down 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 to a point in which they couldn't even qualify for the europa league and they used to get knocked out like i think two seasons or something they were getting knocked out of the europa league group stage and all yeah yeah and like it is it is actually very i feel very happy somewhere deep inside knowing that a club of that quality is coming back finally they're making a comeback and i think it's in in some way it gives me hope for uh, teams like barcelona united and stuff like that because if ac milan can do it ac milan according to me they were completely they were, written off <laughs> completely written off nobody is like ah, milan is like they're like done that they're team is history. done yeah it's like they, like jitu said it's just history like whenever a team goes down but they will compare look at the way they've come back i'm not say now it's still too early to say that yeah they're back well and truly the period of domination is going to start but these are signs of a definite rebuild a definite comeback from whatever place they were in and like they have had such brilliant players uh, like let's say kaka uh, this guy zlatan before he moved on to juventus and that's like so we are here primarily to talk about uh, zlatan and let's talk about him uh ac milan yeah so we'll sum up the whole ac milan story in one line they were bad and now they are getting good and that's a good sign and it gives hope for other teams who are on a rebuild so moving on to zlatan this guy i don't know how we could put him in words and like i i honestly i know that he makes big statements i know it seems like he has a very bad attitude calling himself god and brilliant and in in his own words he just magnifies himself but the thing is he also backs up his claims like if he says i'm going to do this he does that even at 39 he is scoring goals and like jitu keeps pointing out in episode after episode even though he's becoming old yes he has become slow all of that he still has that wisdom to use the younger players around him to make it convenient for him to score those goals for him to get those results and that shows you what a brilliant sports person is he is and what a great mind he has and why that is very important for an athlete and this is just the intro so jitu you can take it away from here so um zlatan like i just looked at up his stats and uh, this season he for a 39 year old he has scored a goal in every single match almost you can say like he played six games uh, this season and he scored uh, seven goals and one assist also and from that you could say like yeah he scored some penalties as well but all those penalties he himself got because he made runs into the box and uh, the, he made the defenders foul him so he uh, worked it out and last game i think last game i saw something even more crazy like he is still having legs to chase the defender like chase the goalkeeper around and he's is not giving up he is definitely not giving up and uh, <laughs> is very uh, unbelievable to see a 39 year old do this and having him in the starting 11 gives another level of confidence like even if he is benched also like he regularly has this team talks with uh, the younger players have bear in mind because uh, milan squad is the youngest squad in uh, their history i think because this squad is just uh, 20 the average age of squad is 22 years 
so zlatan is like the most senior person in the uh, team and he literally uh, he is the one who guides him so yeah some people might have issues with uh, the way he speaks but he backs it up also and he is a commanding figure in the pitch and uh, i don't think like if he was not there in the team they like even though the lot of the players in milan had those potential in them like they could not be able to show it up like the courage he gives to them like you can do it like he if a guy just like he is confident in what he is doing also so maybe you know no like maybe he could even end up bringing the scudetto to milan after so long and like mean 9 years or something and on a whole different uh this thing zlatan is also known for his controversies on and off field how he just what should i say brushes people aside just like shoves people aside with his words how he just picks them up and throws them away but he has a superstar mentality and he backs that up with his results and for a person who i thought a person moving on to mls going to an mls club yeah that's generally i i don't mean any disrespect to anyone playing in the mls or anyone who likes mls football but generally when a person goes to the mls uh, it's basically a glorified retirement home according to me <laughs> so they i thought he went there and it's like yeah we are done zlatan is done it was a good career he was brilliant he is great he's going to play maybe one or two years in mls and call it quits and guess what happens he plays i think one or two seasons in mls and then he moves back to play in the serie a and that is no joke you move on from playing in a league i'm not going to say mls is not competitive at all and that serie a is very competitive or whatever but from moving on to a place where you are easily i can say the best in that whole league to coming in a league where there will be active competition not only for you uh, in the league but also in, for you in the team in the team in specific i want to mention because it's not like everyone else is uh, going to be put aside this is because latan is there and like the thing is he's still proving that he can compete with the younger people for chances for playing and that is just brilliant in my opinion like seriously brilliant at 39 he's competing with players like i don't know half his age or something and he also gets into the starting 11 and if he's not starting most often he also gets subbed into the game and he makes a difference and like i cannot even comprehend a person doing that ronaldo i understand is 35 and i don't know how many more years he has got into it messi is 33 but i definitely don't see either of them playing all the way up till 39 at this level definitely not at this level maybe they can play at 39 and maybe some south american league I'm not saying south american league american leagues leagues are bad or like any small league or maybe something like isl or something that's a dream but <laughs> uh, like i am pretty sure neither of them can play at 39 at this level and still compete on that level and bring results consistently home and that is brilliant and like he was bought to barcelona in a high profile move and then he realized that he is no longer the ace not no longer the star and he actually moved on and kudos to that because he knows his status he knows his level and he knows he is not meant to play second fiddler around anyone and he, he backed himself up and there was no turning back he has always moved on club after club he didn't work at united he moved on and mls he thought was slightly beneath him he moved on like that is like i don't know 
uh, I just can't stop talking about the greatness of this person. And uh, uh, the, he famously said, I don't know, in 2000 something, when uh, Arsene Wenger wanted him to come for a, a trial at Arsenal, he's like, Zlatan doesn't do auditions. That is among, <laughs> easily among the most iconic dialogues of all time, not just in football, like of all time in everything. Like, he was not even like a guaranteed first team player at what, he was not even at Ajax at that time. I think he was at Malmö still. He didn't even make a move to like the big leagues. And he already had the guts at that time to say, I don't do auditions to a team as big as Arsenal. And (laughs) he went on to Ajax and then he moved on from there on and the rest is history. Anything else you would like to add on Jitho? Um, I think not much like, uh, it's very weird. Like you can never expect a player to come out of, uh, suppose MLS, MLS, uh, no, no disrespect. Like most of the players in Europe go there for, uh, uh, for retirement and like to build a brand or something like most of them go like that. But he went there, then he came back, not to a small league. Syria is among the top five leagues in Europe. And to play for not, he chose a team, uh, he could have, I think, uh, like maybe he could have chosen a team, he could have gone to PSG back or he could have to, uh, gone to a team which would have uh, maybe like challenge a title. Like he could have gone to maybe the Portuguese league and he could have joined Porto or Benfica or whatever. Like you could like it guarantees, but he went for the challenge. He went for the challenge that is Milan and getting Milan to what there is now, I think, hands out it's like brilliant like he made this statement like uh, when Ronaldo moved to Juventus he just made like that statement is very famous now so he just told like this um, if Ronaldo wanted a challenge why the hell did he move to Juventus because Juventus keeps on winning the Scudetto almost every year he should have gone to a mid-table team and he should have took them to glory that is a challenge and he himself is do- he himself is doing that he is back in like and you, you can't ask him because he's not doing that because he is doing that right now. He took Milan last season. They were deemed to be in 10th place or something. Everyone ruled them out and he took them above uh, Napoli. Uh, Napoli, which was a strong side. Uh, they took them above Napoli and they finished in 6th. That too, I think dramatic last day win or something that took them above. So I think he is a guy, yeah, you can say he uh, hasn't won a UCL, he hasn't won uh, as much like the two goats have uh, did, uh, Messi and Ronaldo have. But he still has 31 trophies, that's what Wikipedia tells me, so 31 trophies. I have it all in my notes here. (laughs) Uh, That is, it's among the highest uh, of any player active, uh, definitely among the highest for any player active. I think Danny uh, Alves is the highest one, but yeah, Danny Alves, uh, forty-one or something. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, you were saying something before I rudely interrupted. No, the best part is that uh, he his best best part of his career came after he was 32, 30, 32 or something. Like until then, you didn't notice because his best season came after he was 30, 32 or something. His best season, like when he was at PSG or something, like he scored some 50 plus goals uh, for the club uh, in that season. So, the he, yeah, you can understand why he's saying he just recently made a statement like he compares himself to Benjamin Button 
if you if you do guys don't know who is benjamin button uh, is a character in a movie in his movie like he's a guy who ages in backwards so he literally was born like a old person and he becomes younger as he ages so yeah you can understand because we've not seen a dip in form like after 30 you see people having a dip like they're not at their best many people look at messi of, now i'm not saying yeah. he's past his prime and all but he's definitely fallen back he does yeah. he does, does dribble and all but he i don't know like you can see that there is a dip go on so he this is opposite this guy just keeps on improving like you can't say like his last season is uh, this season is better than last season same goes like this it just keeps on increasing like it's a weird paradox or something <laughs> and uh, the thing is like let's talk about his playing style now yeah if you want to see what a striker is who has not changed his game much like he adapts per, per the team and per the situation but fundamentally his game has not changed for a striker for an active player in our generation if you want to watch someone look at zlatan from the day he started he has been like an out and out striker a proper finisher and he's maintained that throughout i don't know how many years he has been active what 15 16 17 years he's been active or 20 like at the highest level at least it's been close to 16 17 years active and uh, and that's by no small terms uh, like we cannot discount it or put it into words his contribution to any team that he has gone to it's been brilliant and he's always like people have relied on him being the striker that person who finishes the chance that they are making for them and till today till today for whatever game he is playing he does that and that is brilliant yeah so um will uh, shall we like uh, i made a big note of uh, shall we look at the tactics of uh, milan like tactics and eleven yeah let's go on yeah so i made a big note or something so um milan this milan team is completely different from what is seen this is not a traditional milan team because uh, let's start from the scouting the scouting uh, we can say that milan uh, are looking at a bit like dortmund i'd say because they have shifted their uh, motor from getting more experienced and older players and getting a few seasons out of them they've shifted from that and now they are bringing in young players they have improved their scouting dramatically and all the signings that they have made and uh, the way they are playing right now is brilliant I mentioned earlier, like uh, 22.5, I think is the average. I think no other side in Syria comes even close to that number. That is not typical. Milan were known for having aged players, old players playing with them, and they understood that this that led to their downfall. That led to their downfall because earlier you could see because they were not replacing uh, their players uh, with younger players. They were not backing young players uh, back then and. it led to their downfall because suddenly all these old players retired and they were faced with nothing uh, nobody to play as well yeah yeah one more factor that led to downfall of teams like milan who relied on getting experienced players was the transfer market started getting inflated like yeah i'm not no disrespect to any player but even average or maybe just slightly above average players started going for very big money in excess of 
60-70 million. At a time when Ronaldo was the world record signing from Manchester United to Real Madrid for 80-90 million, was that? And when yeah, 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 Gareth yeah. Bale got 100 million or just above that, it was a world record signing. Two people buying Neymar yeah, like, for 222 PSG, million. Yeah, that's when PSG and uh, like the downfall of Milan, I think exactly that time you could see there is a rise of City and PSG. So these guys started inflating the market, I think. So that's what. So in a market where people are paying in excess of 100 million for, uh, let's say, an above average player or a promising player, not even an established player. Getting an established and experienced player was just unthinkable. Imagine if someone wanted to get Messi right now, it's 700 and something million, the release clause. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Messi was, when before Neymar got signed, Messi's was around 100, 150 million. Because that time it was unthinkable people paying 150 million to break the release clause and etc. etc. But now it's a yeah. possibility. And teams like Milan and all who bank on getting established players to move to their side, getting four or five years of them winning consistently and then moving them on and getting other players. It didn't work for them because they were not they, they were not high earners as such. They didn't have these huge and deep pockets like uh, these oil-rich uh, teams have, like these oil-backed teams have or whatever. Like They don't have that financial backing because it's also a fan-run club if I'm not wrong. Is it a fan-run club? They I'm gonna were, cut. I think. Yeah, they were. I think then they had to switch owners. I think so. They yeah, were. so, so they, they didn't have. Up, they went bankrupt somewhere in between. So they had to. A uh, Chinese guy, I think. I'm not sure. A Chinese guy had to buy. Them. Isn't that Inter Milan? But whatever. Let's not have, go into that. Yeah, yeah. Even when owners take over, not everyone is willing to spend money like Roman Ibrahimovic or uh, whoever or Sheikh Mansour of uh, City. Not every owner is willing to. Put money into the team. Instead, most people consider football to be a Take business. Money. So they want They'll... money to come from the team. Just like it's yeah. happening at Valencia. They literally yeah, sold yeah, off yeah, all yeah. their big prospects just so they could make money. So that happens. But so that's, I think that was a major contributor to the way how teams like Milan fell with their aging squad. So we can move on with Jitesh. Yeah. So uh, Milan have uh, transformed this team. Like this team is not a traditional Milan team like that had a great defenders like they'll counter that sort of team. This team is more uh, free. They're more versatile. Like even their front three, they can just exchange with each other. This is becoming like a young brand of football. Like it's fast paced. It's not the slow Italian game anymore. I think they, I think what they did is uh, they've adapted to the modern way of playing. I think most of the teams right now, play more attacking way of football than defensive way of football. Very, very few teams, uh, you can say, use that still. And uh, I think they understood like this is a way to the future. And uh, it's good, like it's very, very positive thing that they are relying on youngsters and they have improved their scouting system. So it's much like Dortmund, but the difference is that they hold on to their players. So Dortmund usually scouts and later on they might sell them for a hefty price or something so they milan uh, since uh, i think they're a little more uh they are planned for the future like they are keep building up the squad and they are uh keeping these players for the future and uh all uh, like good job to stefano pioli their coach and uh, he was giving given with nothing like a group of youngsters and he brought in zlatan 
I think it was very minimal. The cost of the squad is very minimum, and the fact that uh, that second season is like phenomenal, absolutely incredible. And Milan are now on, I think, twenty uh, game unbeaten run uh, since the restart or something. And this season they are yet to be beaten as well. And they still they have this uh, never lose attitude. Also, you could see like that, yeah, they, uh, no one yeah. backs them to be like world beaters and also. They don't even have that pressure. So as of now, yeah. you can technically call them the underdogs. So they they can play without the fear of uh, losing and losing out on something big because no one expects them to win. So now it works in their favor that they're like, yes, uh, people are not going to say that you were you you were of that quality and then you lost. Because as of now, I would be shocked if Bayern lost, but I would not be shocked if AC Milan lost. And I think that's one thing that will work in their favor because. They don't have that pressure of consistently winning every single time and uh, losing out on fans or ge- bearing the brunt of the stock market like United does if they lose or something like that. Go on. Yeah, that is there. Like it's been a stage. Like there was a time before when if Milan lost, it would cause chaos, like manager change and all. But now it is changed. I think now the fans have accepted it because they know their club fan has uh, club has gone down literally very very down. and they are willing to accept any good performance and this is a good step so even if they lose out i think regu- regularly getting a top 6 spot or top 5 spot i think that is a big big step up since they were struggling in mid table a few seasons back and even if they don't manage to win the like i it would be nice to see them win it again even if they just miss out even if they finish outside the top 4 in the top 6 i definitely think they can finish in the top 6 Even if that their fans won't be disappointed because that is a great great achievement considering their situation they were in, and they could keep on improving. Yeah, and one more thing that I have to mention definitely is their coach. He was at Inter before. Yeah, and he had a good run, and then something bad happened where he lost some five games or some something. He had a very bad string at towards the end of the season. This sacked yeah. him. And then he went to Fiorentina. Yeah. And AC Milan had the balls to get a person from Fiorentina and make them, make him their coach. And no disrespect to Fiorentina or whoever follows that team or anything. But yeah, he 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 has. If you're going to compare trophy, he has exactly. If you're going to compare yeah. a team from Milan, any team from Milan, and then put that in comparison, Fiorentina, Fiorentina is literally nothing. Yeah. And then. Management, whoever owns AC Milan, let me just look that up to see who owns AC Milan, so I don't get it wrong again. Like I got the Zidane yeah. thing wrong. I think it has. I think it uh, the appointment of Stefano Pioli. I think it has got to lot to do with appointing da- Daniel Maldini. Sorry, Paolo Maldini. I'm very very sorry, Paolo Maldini as their. Uh, I'm not sure which position. I think sporting director or something. Technical director, something. Uh, yeah, he's a sporting director or something. Yeah, so I he he played a big role uh, in uh, bringing uh, him to Milan. Uh, even though he has uh, he he has been a good coach, not that world class level or something. He has not got a big trophy cabinet and all, but he has been a good coach. And I think he saw something in him uh, that was needed for this Milan team. And like yeah, like you said, uh, AC Milan is now owned by a Chinese company. Yeah. Something I just looked that up. So 
uh, it's good that the owners are trusting their sporting directors and whoever but yeah maldini is a legend so why would they not trust him obviously but yeah, i think it was working out in their favor and uh, talking about how they would set up um, uh, their coach pilo is pilo pilo how do you pronounce it stefano pioli pioli pilo it's yeah. so uh, stefano pioli he's known to favor the 4231 or the he also likes to use like the modern tactics of having the full backs play as attacking full backs or like wing backs so like you can see that in the way that he is setting up his team and how the diff- and the thing is the thing i have to mention now i'm cutting myself off but despite the wing backs being a part of the attack their defense is not let up so imagine the work rate that the wing backs would put up you can see that during every game how much ever they move front and they contribute to the attack they are always present when there's a threat in their half so they track back insanely fast and insanely well and that is uh, a thing that i think more teams should be looking at because many teams are as of now using the attacking full backs thing like many team i think almost every team is using the attacking uh, full backs thing but not all of the full backs come back you can see that in liverpool for example andy robertson and trent go up a lot but that leaves gaping holes in the defense and generally when fabinho was there fabinho used to come back and there was a three man defense then but uh, ac milan i i don't I, as long as far as i have seen i not watched much of seria i have watched a decent amount but not much of seria as much as i have watched seria the uh, full backs are always there to provide the defensive cover also so i don't know what uh, their coach is doing but he is doing a brilliant job in the way he is setting his team up that the full backs are able to contribute to attack but they are also not losing their basic function of defense over yeah i think yeah that's what i was except uh, like going to say like they are coming back to defend like i know there's just like this life in this team like you i i like watching ac milan right now like it's like uh, how dortmund used to be a few years back like you don't know what is going to happen like this all this is just exciting brand of youngsters that i mean it's full of lively energy or something and uh, that this is not a typical milan team trust me this is not a milan team a milan team they, you they are ultra defensive and it is a different uh, you can't compare this to any milan team that ever existed this is a completely different thing if you want to put that into perspective imagine how long paolo maldini played for just imagine how long he played for that guy was ridiculous <laughs> 20 years or something he yeah, played some 650 games or something for ac milan 650 games that's like let, let me he, just open that on wikipedia I, I, to find out how many I, years I'll he played i'll put a comparison okay he i think he was there when maradona was still playing and he played till uh, the debut of messi i guess like when messi started playing or something yeah he played from that 1984 long. to 2009 apparently that's what wikipedia tells Ridiculous. Ridiculous. and that is at the senior team youth career yeah. from 1978 so 1978 to 2009 that's a good 21 years so that is what ac milan were known for players used to and it's not like they were way past their prime also maldini was great till he quit playing so it was not 2000, like ac milan did a bad thing by having in 2007 and i think he was some uh, 39 or 38 or something yeah they got this sweet revenge against liverpool i remember that yeah Yes, go on, go on. Yeah, you you were you were saying something. Yeah, so like uh, they are a team that trusts in people, 
and you can see that definite shift in their ideology with the players are signing now let's just take for example uh, sandro tonali tonali i have, i have just watched a, a little bit of him in real life uh, but talking about fifa the game fifa he is supposed to be among the fastest growing talent so if you have him in your team he'll get brilliant uh, results like returns for investment and all that like and in real life too milan are not known to make signings like sandro tonali for example but they have gone ahead and signed him outright not even on loan we'll try him or not this is signed him because they trust in him and that change that shift in ideology is brilliant for a team that and you can definitely now say that yes this is a team that is going through a rebuild yeah over yeah the signing of tonali as well and tonali it's it's a big move i think because a lot of clubs were interested in juventus inter were interested in and they did i didn't i, I did never expected him to go to milan but i think he was convinced by their plan like their future plan and what they are desiring to do and as far as tonali is concerned he is uh, supposed to be the next uh, pirlo or something he's been compared to that great heights and he could even surpass him like if if he meets his full potential like because this guy pirlo was a great passer of the game he was a brilliant long range his long range passes are the one of the best you would ever see and this guy along with that he has uh, this extra physical strength he has better speed and stamina so you add that to the tip- uh, pirlo's uh, elegance his skill his passing and all you get a very good player and uh, yeah they are not put it straight directly into the uh, first team but they are still managed to giving him time so yeah they giving him minutes which is very important yeah because if you're you can we can talk about their shift in ideology by signing younger players but if you're going to sign younger players and make them going to sit on the bench that doesn't actually show a shift in this thing but they are willing to actually give him time and give him time consistently not like one yeah. game in the domestic cup or something they're actually yeah. giving him proper time go on yeah, i think they so i think uh, milan played 10 games or something like uh, they managed to at least uh, like start him for three games or sabemon at least uh, start three games in a, uh, this season in 10 games in the season and rest of the games at some point he was subbed on also so he is getting play time he is getting that exposure uh, i like to seem like he for me is uh, the biggest talent in serie as of now and lot of lot of potential in him not many people know this guy also that is because nobody knows this guy uh, but i am telling you he if he reaches his full potential he will be one of the best deep lying playmakers in the future yes so i think in closing what we would like to say is the players to watch out for the players who are going to be the x factor should i just say should i say my 11 yeah i'll just say this yeah the x factors for milan throughout this campaign and maybe early next season also will definitely obviously be the man himself latan because of his i i i can rarely find fault with his finish he you put him a chance a decent even a half decent chance he shot a score and when you have a player like that whom you can trust that 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 is so much pressure of the team let's look at someone for who's struggling in the finishing department uh, let's say barcelona they make chances but they fail to finish and united also till at least the recent past they were also struggling to finish and it's not like these teams are bad in creating chances or getting forward they do get forward but they're not able to finish but that is what a 
clinical striker can do for you and not to say uh uh haland who literally states that he worships zlatan and zlatan is his inspiration yeah you can see how similar their styles are so if you want to see a younger version of zlatan it's haland and i hope that even haland will one day play as long as zlatan and become among the greatest players of all time yep. that guy is crazy okay, we'll do a separate episode on him <laughs> yeah yeah i love it so uh, my 11 i think obviously uh, i think we failed to talk about him gigi uh, donnarumma hailed as the next greatest thing in the goalkeeping terms oh i i completely forgot about him <laughs> donnarumma is donnarumma so, he as a if you people uh, still don't know he is just i think under 23 or under 22 he is still that young and he is regularly he is a regular starter for ac milan as well he's 21 so, i guess 21 i am 22 and he's yeah. born i was born 1998 so yeah i think 1999 yeah, 21 he's, he's already past 100 appearances for uh, milan i think so because he's been playing for 3 3 4 years now it looks like 82 appearances been... is what wikipedia tells 180 <laughs> crazy he's just 20 like he's been playing for a long time and you're surprised as it's at his age and uh, he's a brilliant keeper he's like this huge he's huge uh, yes. he i'm reading all of this from wikipedia i don't know much about donnarumma i just hear that he's He's very good huge guy he's 6 feet 5 inches yeah he's huge and he has the reflexes of a small keeper also he's huge and he's fast that is crazy like if he could develop in where he could be one of uh, like a scarier version of buffon in the future and, scarier uh, <laughs> literally scarier that guy is scary he'll just break like uh, you combine uh, probably uh, manuel noyes physique and you uh, you combine kasia's agility and you mix that into a person that is you can call this guy and he is just 21 so and he goes in yeah i i see i'm not going to comment about his playing style and all because i actually don't know him much but yeah. all credit to milan because in a world where everyone is looking to buy off goalkeepers and stuff like that they have managed to keep hold of a talent whom people rate very highly See, I am telling you, I did not watch the game, but I have read up a lot about all of this for this episode, so I do know him. Yeah. And the the thing that they have not let him go, and they have held on to him, is an achievement in itself, given how big of a talent he is. And he has been playing since twenty fifteen, and twenty fifteen to maybe even the last two years, they have not been great. And he stay put there, so convincing him to stay there means that he believes in what Milan is going through, further proving. that milan are definitely on an upward trend and they have something in mind for the future so yeah i just uh, i think we are too much in like i'll just round up the defense so um in left back obviously it is going to be teo hernandez a super player brilliant player in attacking as well as defending and uh, second choice in left back would be diego dalot the uh, loney from i think he's from manchester united i think so so yeah yeah he's a loney um left center back i'd say alessio ramagnoli and uh, you might you guys might not have heard of most of these names and these names are epically long so i'm just putting a shorter format of these names so alessio ramagnoli will be first uh, and uh, probably matteo gabbia will be the second choice so moving to right center back it will be simon kerr and uh, i think simon kerr started almost every single match and they have not tested their bench yet 
and uh, so moving on to right back uh, again uh, we have uh, daniel calabria he'll be the first choice and uh, second choice again there is diego dalot so this guy can play in both the uh, wings actually left and right back so uh in center midfielder then that is uh, the huge uh, bigger talents i think they have uh, they have a lot of talents uh, there is uh, you have uh, this guy called ismail benasser so this guy was ruled out uh, like he won't reach anywhere and then milan took him in and he's been flourishing in milan ever since and there is this guy called kessi also uh, and of course we have sandro tonali uh who is there uh tonali as of now uh ismail benasser and frank kessi uh, start first uh they are given little bit more performance but uh tonali is getting his minutes uh so moving up front uh left wing so left wing is uh, i think they have abundance of players here uh the best of them would be ante rebic uh i think you guys might have heard of him so he is the first preference and uh, they still have uh, lots of players like even the second and third choices are equally good as him they have brahim diaz uh, rafael leao rafael leao is a very good player i think you should watch his game he is an exciting young, young talent and uh, he has been tremendous form now also so and we have alexis salimakers is coming in uh, so these are the other than that there are plenty of options i'm just putting up the main options for left wing because left wing there are a lot of options for them so moving on to right wing there is uh, sami castillejo and again alexis sanimakos so uh, again that's what i to mentioned earlier like this versatility of some of these players who can play in both the wings who can play in variety of positions so that is also very good in the game because these guys might be exchanging like the front three might be exchanging like the right left winger might be playing in right it will confuse the defenders so going on to uh, center attacking midfielders and uh, this is where i think after zlatan this guy this guy is their best player on the pitch and he has been tremendous from and this is hakan chalanolu uh, and you should watch his game uh, for me the three best players as of now in milan uh, i think i rank him second i think only zlatan is a bit higher than him and the understanding he has with zlatan is brilliant they link up perfectly and he is the main provider to zlatan so other than that again brahim diaz can again play as a backup to hakan kalanolu uh, and there is guy called krunic also uh, so moving up to striker uh, obviously it is zlatan ibrahimovic who is going to start uh, again uh, and as a future backup they have rafael leao rafael leao can play as a striker as well and uh, he has started a few games in the europa league uh, and he has come on sub after i think uh, uh, after zlatan is subbed out or something he has come on as a sub and uh, other one is uh, not so famous even the, uh, the name is famous but he is not so much famous uh, daniel maldini uh, i think son of the great paolo maldini so he is a striker and he is the third option not a uh, burst into a scene I, they have been reports like he is a decent player not so, but he is a good as a backup as of now so i think that pretty much sums up uh, my 11 for ac milan any other points you want to add yeah there's nothing i want to add i just want to see the maldini name live on for a very 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 long time i hope this dynasty continues <laughs> and i think that brings an end to our episode thank you for watching this is for all the zlatan fans we doing this for you exclusively for you please watch Please share please comment we love to uh, watch and listen 
reply to your comment but we get very less of them so whatever comment we get we do reply to them and thank you for watching this is bye okay guys thank you for watching